0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and today I have with me as my guest, Mark Swagger, who is the owner of Dax Stores. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you. So, the reason we wanted to have you guys on the program today is we understand that you are in the uh, industry of, well, you're selling, uh, among other things, things like organic uh, bedding and, and sheets and things like that. And the topic of, you know, living in a healthy home comes up quite a bit, and certainly where we sleep is a big part of that. Um, So I'd be curious to hear a little bit. I also understand you and I have some things in common in terms of our backgrounds, uh, dealing with technology and sort of making a transition over to, you know, the lifestyles of health and sustainability industry. So uh, why don't don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, I I, uh, come from a high-tech background. Um, worked on um very large databases for um i b m for um uh, twenty years really and uh and I also um worked on uh, web initiatives um uh that grew out of that you know in the nineties and uh so I had learned a lot of that technology but I wanted to um eventually break away from that and um do something that would be you know uh, maybe something that I could look back proudly on, you know, at the end of my life, that I that I had accomplished something that maybe would, you know, help the world a little more than 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 building large databases for big corporations. So, right. And so, anyway, I decided to start Dax Stores. Um, it was about uh, nine years ago, and um, and what it was designed to do was to bring um, eco friendly home and garden goods. To consumers and, um, and what I wanted to do was, um, at that time, I think the eco movement hadn't gotten as strong as it has today. And I wanted to bring uh, what I thought there were quite a few goods that would be, um, good for people and might sell on their own merits, um, whether or not they realized that they were good for the planet and, and good for their, maybe, you know, they would realize how good they were for their own health. And I had uh, read a lot about, um, uh, studies that talked about toxins that are in your own home. And in many ways, your own home environment can be more toxic than, than work. And, you know, we always, I think, think of work as maybe being a place where we're exposed to bad things. But, um, it turns out our homes might even be worse. And, um, and I started learning a lot about, um, uh, you know, the problems with, with, uh, uh, you know, bedding and furniture and, and, uh, and so forth. And so anyway, that was kind of the, the genesis of, of Dax stores. And we initially concentrated on, on um, providing uh, organic bedding and um, organic mattresses and organic uh, furniture for, for children, for babies um, and children starting, you know, right out from the crib stage and since then, you know, we've branched out into furniture and bedding, uh, for all ages, you know, all the way through adulthood. And we also sell a variety of other goods that, um, you know, are for the home and garden, including, you know, furniture for your living room and dining room and even outdoor furniture that has, um, you know, good eco qualities. And uh, we also sell toys that are educational toys and um, and, uh, and other kinds of natural materials, uh, organic cotton, organic wool or uh, silk, um, those kinds of things that, that are good for your health.
0: So now, on the topic of organic, I know you have these organic bedding and for children and adults and mattresses and linens and, yeah. and things like that, and that seems to be a specialty. T- tell us about, you know, the organic label has gotten a, a bit beaten up lately with some of the watering down that's occurred. You know, we, we're seeing uh, beers like, you know, Budweiser get to call themselves organic when really not all of the – well, and it's not just I don't want to beat up on Budweiser. It's, you know, it's something where, you know, it's, they've lessened the standards and watered down. How, how do you make that determination? What does that mean?
1: yeah it's it's a it's a really good question because there is um uh because of um you know the the movement towards organic goods and there's been a lot of consumer movement towards them Um, a lot of large companies that aren't organic at all are trying to water down the standards and, and sort of get in on the, on the market, you know, and make a lot of money. Right. Um, you know, with, you know, really selling stuff that, that may not really be very organic at all. And so, yeah, we, we've been awfully careful to try and avoid that. Um, uh, in Europe, um, the, the the organic, um, the biodynamic, they call it movement, you know, in in in, uh, in continental Europe, mm-hmm. has been going on for much longer than it has in the United States, and um, European certification organizations are, I think quite frankly, yeah, more trustworthy than our US counterparts.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're held to sub- higher standards over yeah, there. Yeah, so
1: less subject to the you know, the political pressures, you know, to say, you know, well if it's only seventy percent organic content it's organic, you yeah. know, which is the kind of thing we're having happen here. And so um all of the organic goods that we sell are certified by um, an organization called SCAL, which is a European organization that is, uh, you know, Kind of famous for um, uh, certifying things, you know, as being biodynamic or organically grown. And then, and okay, then how, do, how do you spell that? It's S um, K A L, and um, it's a it's a it's an outgrowth of a, of a Dutch and, and German, um, uh, you know, eco efforts in the biodynamic area, and uh, it uh, it was originally started to try and certify that cotton grown in Egypt was organic, and a lot of good work has come out of that. Um, in fact, almost all cotton that's grown in Egypt is organic now uh, because of the work of Skull, and, uh, and in that country, because people live in such close proximity with the farms in the Nile River area, you know, it's a very narrow Valley that, uh, you know, doesn't have much room um, between, you know, the people in the desert there. Um, they were having terrible problems with pesticide pollution from the cotton, you know, getting into water supplies that people were using in the towns that, you know, were right immediately adjacent to all this stuff and in Germany um, especially um, the biodynamic movement kind of moved uh, from there into Egypt and uh, you know which was the source of the cotton that they used to make you know German clothing and bedding and whatnot. and um, anyway um, uh, what was discovered thats that, is that you know, by using organic methods of pest control, you know, using um, uh, beneficial insects and, uh, you know, the right way of managing uh, how fields are tended and stuff like that, that, um, you know, cotton could be grown organically, yields were as good or better than they were without the chemicals, and, uh, you know, in the end, the Egyptian government just decreed that all cotton had to be grown organically, you know, using these biodynamic methods, uh, you know, that were you know, kind of... Just catching on, by to. ...the Germans, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and to this day, you know, that's that's happened. It's been one of the great success stories here in this country. Um, You know, our cotton fields are, you know, remote from our metropolitan areas. And, um, you know, I don't think that there was, um, you know, the 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 consequences of of the use of all these pesticides
0: hasn't been as as, um, directly visible as it was in Egypt. I see. I see. So, and I'm curious too, I know you've written an article uh, called, this is a great title, Why Your Mattress May Be Killing You. Oh, yeah. Can you talk to us about organic mattresses and I really have a couple questions. I want, I'd like to hear the answer to why, why our mattresses may be killing us and also talking a little bit about non-organic mattresses and are there are there benefits there with the, you know, I know there's chem, there's flame retardants and chemicals, which are have a, obviously a purpose but also potentially a danger. So can you talk to some of that?
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's all well-meaning. You know, um, a lot of these things that we've gotten ourselves into uh, have been, uh, you know, kind of natural reactions to, you know, what I think a lot of people, you know, working in these areas have, have meant well. And I think it's important to realize that because I, I don't think that necessarily, you know, this is some sort of evil conspiracy. All part of it, I think, is. But, but it's just, it's interesting how good people can come up with a bad solution. And, um, what happened with, um, the, you know, betting was this. Well, Around the World War II, the petrochemical industry really came into its own. We discovered, you know, how to use petroleum as a substitute for natural rubber, for example, for, you know, natural latex foam. And, um, you know, uh, in general, foams that are made out of polyurethane became, you know, prevalent in everything. I mean, if you look inside any bed or inside any sofa or any... You know upholstered chair you 'll just find it it 's just everywhere and it 's cheap to make and it's um, it 's uh, you know made out of petrochemicals and one of the side effects of making you know you know uh, batting material you know cushioning material out of um, petrochemicals is that it burns furiously when lit and um, and firefighters i 've talked to some firefighters about this. Um, They say they call um, mattresses liquid gasoline because they go up in flames and and just burn furiously when ignited, and uh, firefighters are extremely afraid of mattresses and sofas and stuff like that and fires because they can just cause, uh, you know, a tremendous kind of firestorm that sucks all the oxygen out of a room and, you know, can kill firefighters from the heat and so forth. And so as a response to that, um, uh, in the 70s, the uh, U.S. government um, started adding fire retardants to polyurethane foam, and they're called uh, PDBEs, and they're similar to the PCBs, which you may remember were banned and were used in things like uh, electrical transformers and stuff like that, um, and were used kind of for the same reasons that they treated the oil in the transformers so that, you know, if, if if the transformer caught fire, it wouldn't just turn into a gigantic fireball. You know, it would explode, but it wouldn't, you know, go any further than that. And so the PDBEs got added to the polyurethane foam, and, um, you know, the idea was to prevent fire deaths. And, you know, that the trouble is the PDBs build up in human body fat just like pcbs did and um and for a while it was bad but maybe not so bad but in um, the 90s uh, the standards for fire retardancy were raised and so the amount of um, pbes that went in were pretty much quintupled and and so you know the the amount of pbes that we find in and even in plastics like keyboards and stuff like that, you know, that we use on our computers, it just went up, went through the roof, and it started showing up in women's breast milk, and um, and really, you know, this is all relatively recent. Nobody knows what the end result of all this is going to be. The Europeans, you know, again, being ahead, they banned PDBEs in 1998, if I recall correctly, I think that's right, um, And, uh, you know, for the reasons, you know, this buildup was observed in breast milk, and there was linkages to cancer, and they just banned the whole set of chemicals entirely from the European arena. But we, of course, didn't do it. Why didn't we do it? Um, All the... Almost all the PDBs in the world are manufactured in the USA and Canada, and uh, and they're manufactured by DuPont and uh, some other related chemical companies. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, you know they don't want that market to go away. And so, you know, in some ways, you know, a well-intentioned thing, you know, um, you know, trying to prevent fire deaths has led us to, you know, expose ourselves to ourselves to toxic chemicals in higher and higher concentrations that, that really. Um, probably will kill millions more than than would, would have died in fires from these, um, you know, from the polyurethane foam. So it's kind of like, a, you know, hey, what what do you do? You know, I mean, I don't want anyone to die in fires, but I don't want anyone to die of cancer either. Right. And so it's kind of a, a terrible, um, you know, choice, a terrible dilemma.
0: You know, that, that's really good to know is that, I mean, but also it's like those financial interests, as was happening, what happens with the oil industry? We're seeing the same thing here with the PDBEs, where you know it's it's manufactured in this country, so there's an economic impact, and you can see sort right. of the the disincentive for for eliminating those. But that's that's good information. That's the kind of information we got to get out there so it, people are aware. It
1: is, and I just don't think anybody realizes it. And so now, what has happened is in 2005, California, the state of California, which is my home state where Dextor's is located, um, raised the standard for fire retardancy, and the amount of PDP, PDBEs and foam had to be tripled again. So, you know, we're already up to, you know, 15 times more than we started out with, you know, back in the 70s. And, um, and you know, this was done, again, to save lives. It was estimated that if the standard went nationwide, it would save, I think, 29 people a year from fire deaths. But, you know, again, you know playing Russian roulette with the future. We don't really know how many will die from cancer as a result of exposure to these things. And so... Um, You know, this just happened in 2005. Well, on July 1st, which was just uh, a little while ago um, this year, um, uh, the California standard became a federal standard. So now across the entire United States, the foams have to meet the California standards, and that, of course, means tripling the amount of PDBEs. At the same time, um, late last year, um, Assemblyman uh, Leno, who is from San Francisco, um, introduced a bill. <laughs> yeah, not Jay Leno. Yeah. Uh, Mark Leno is actually his name. And he. Um, is from San Francisco. He introduced a bill in the California legislature to eliminate and and ban PDBEs completely. So we have competing factions going on there. and, And that bill looks like it may pass, although it has not passed currently in this legislative session, but I don't think it's even slated to really go to a vote until the fall. And if that happened, then California, which caused the standard to increase, to triple the number of PDBs nationwide would have two years later or three years later probably by the time this has passed have actually banned them because of the worries about you know the danger to the stuff so
0: these are good issues. I mean, this is the kind of information we like to get out there okay, people, yeah. people. I mean, people listen to this program. They want to know, and they want to yeah. make intelligent, healthy choices. They want to make sustainable choices. You know, it's it's not just about the the planet. I mean, that's obviously very critical, but it's also about your family and your health. And oh, when yeah. we talk about things in the home. It really hits close to home. No pun intended. So, well, we, let me say a few
1: more things there regarding that. Um, uh, So, going back to maybe the, the real issue, you know, so if you don't want to deal with these things, what do you do? Well, we had felt that the way to go was to go back to a more natural environment and more natural bedding materials that didn't have these issues and so if you don't want to use polyurethane foam what is the alternative? Well one foam alternative that was used prior to the the invention of the petrochemical industry around World War II was natural latex foam and that had been used for Oh, about a hundred years, you know, prior to that point. And the challenge was to find anybody who made it. And, um, you know, at the time when this all started, there was only one company in the U.S., uh, Sleep Comp in Los Angeles, which made this foam. And anyway, um, there's a company down there, um, called Vivatique that makes, um, natural uh, bedding, and they have since 1917, and they uh, started, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, through retailers like, like my company, uh, movement towards making bedding that was um, uh, made out of natural materials, so latex foam would be one of them, and another way would be to have traditional inner springs that are covered with uh, organic cotton and wool, um, with an organic cotton cover, and and that is also the way things were done prior to the invention of petrochemicals. I mean, every, there was nothing but organic cotton and organic wool up until about 1945, because there were no petrochemicals to treat any of this stuff with. You know, there was none of the insecticides, none of that stuff had been invented until maybe starting in the late 30s. And so we started um, offering this stuff as a uh, as an alternative, and and you know people that would become aware of these issues would would buy this stuff and. And the reason it's important to think about it is, I think especially, is because you spend eight hours a night sleeping on your mattress. And if you're. not really? You get, you get
0: that much sleep? You're lucky. I'm jealous.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. I know the feeling I got uh, five hours last night yeah, myself. But, about the same. But, but still, you know, you're just lying there on it. And. What is, studies have shown is that, um, you know, it's, it's that direct body contact that is, you know, it gets absorbed through the skin, and this is how a lot of this stuff gets into our bodies.
0: The what other the skin it, is the biggest organ in our body. We it is. forget that. It is, and
1: it's also much more absorbent than we usually think of, too, you know, just like, you know, the cream that you might put on your face, you know, absorbs right in after a while, well, so can the PDBs. Bidirectional membranes. Exactly. Exactly. And and so, um, and then another thing that was discovered was that polyurethane foam breaks down. I think everybody kind of knows this. Um, you know, you see the old couch sitting by the highway that's been, you know, in the Mojave Desert for the last 10 years, and the foam is all kind of pitted and, and gone away. Uh-huh. And what happens is the foam breaks down, and, you know, I'm sure we've all wondered, what is that dust under the bed, Right. Well, you know, they've, they've, we've had it analyzed, and it it a lot a lot of it is is broken down polyurethane foam from the mattress, and and in that dust is the PDBs, and then that dust gets tracked all over the house. And you breathe it, and yeah, the heating system, you know, pumps it through the home, and you breathe it, and you know, it's just a, it's just a, you know it's just a cycle that makes it worse. And we've weighed, um, you know, Vivitique and our company, uh, a long time ago, uh, you know, we knew this stuff was breaking down. We thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting to show how much it did break down? We weighed mattresses, um, going off what the weight of it was when it was new. And then after 10 years, what did it weigh? And it would weigh 40% less than when it started. You know, so where did all that weight go? And the answer is it went into dust on the floor, you know, and then all over the house. And so... Anyway, all that stuff is not good, and, and you know, if you're going to have dust, it's better to have natural dust than, than yeah. petrochemical
0: um, dust, PPE-laden dust. To, to, to be sure. Well, so to just a, so as a wrap-up question, we're almost about out of time here. I guess, sure. To, what would you say, what's the advice that you would give our listeners who are looking to make the right choice here? I mean, obviously, you know, your website, daxstores.com, sells these products, but just in general, what, what, are, what are the things to look for and the right decisions to make to achieve sort of max maximum uh, healthiness and sustainability, but also you know protect your family in terms of flame retardation and things like that yeah well um in in
1: the mattress arena um you you want to look at either uh, natural latex mattresses or ones that are have inner springs that are made with um you know organic cotton and and wool batting and the wool uh, batting will usually be used in both cases um, and uh that outer wool layer is what gives natural fire retardancy. Vivatique has a burn room in their um, factory down in Los Angeles and, uh, and the wool batting, um, you know they they have to live the same fire standards as the P D P E mattresses do and and, it, and it, they do and it 's all done with wool because wool you know if you try and light your wool sweater on fire you 'll have a very hard time doing
0: so and the I, same. I, I often do especially when my, my my kids are driving me crazy, I sometimes start flicking the lighter on <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so but uh,
1: but yeah it's it 's a natural fire retardant, so look for that you know look for those natural materials in your bedding mm-hmm. you know in your mattresses when you buy them and you know and 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 then on your bedding that sits on your bed you want that to be made out of organic cotton wool um natural or organic silk um you don't want to be buying the poly um 50 50 poly cotton blends because the 50 the 50 percent that's polyester polyester has something called phthalates in it and phthalates um mimic estrogen. And it's, there's a lot of speculation that uh, you know, low sperm counts in men and feminization in men is due to that and it's also been implicated in, in women's um, you know, disorders, uh, you know, of, of the uh reproductive area and so um, so anyway you just don't want to expose yourself to these plastics if you don't have to and there's really no need and for you know prices that are similar you know to normal bedding that that has all these problems you
0: can get natural bedding and and just avoid these problems entirely. Great well Mark Swieger thank you for being on the program with us today Uh, we appreciate you being here he is the owner of DAX stores uh, stores www.daxstores.com um, and uh, again, thank you. Fascinating information. Appreciate you being on the program today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors. At Green Find more great shows like this on PersonalLifeMedia.com. Life